0: Welcome to the Hardwick Evangelical Church Weekly Podcast.
1: Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now Nineveh was a very large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city proclaiming 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. The Ninevites believed God a fast was proclaimed and all of them from the greatest to the least put on sackcloth. When Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh he rose from his throne took off off his royal robes covered himself with sackcloth and sat down in the dust. This is the proclamation he issued to Nineveh. By the decree of the king and all his nobles, do not let your people, do not let people or animals, herds or flocks taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink, but let people and animals be covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Let them give up their evil ways. And their violence who knows God may yet relent and have compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish when God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways he relented and did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened.
0: So today we continue our study in one of the smallest, uh, smaller prophetic books of the Old Testament which I believe contains a very big message from God to us as believers and also a message to the whole world. This book of Jonah which describes Uh, A humanly speaking, unbelievable story, unbelievable miracle. But then the Bible is full of many unbelievable stories because, humanly speaking, we cannot see how it is possible. Our human mind cannot understand how God created the world from nowhere, from nothing. How he gave Abraham a son, how he divided the sea so the people of Israel could cross over and avoid the destruction from the Egyptian army who were following them, how he demolished the walls of Jericho when Israel was entering the Promised Land and how he defeated the armies who were fighting. Israel. We do not understand with logic explanation. We know it's true because we believe in God who revealed Himself to us. And if we believe in one of His mighty works, we believe in all and trust that everything is true. Amen? Hallelujah. In our first study, in the introduction of the book, remember, a couple of weeks ago, we saw that God is a true, kind, loving, caring, patient, and merciful God. Not a vindictive, vengeful, spiteful God who takes pleasure in punishing people but he is righteous, just and fair, and we have another showing of God's patience and mercy and care in this chapter 3 that we read today and we are going to talk about it. In chapter 1 Jonah receives instruction from God to go to Nineveh and give a prophetic uh, word to the city For a punishment that will come to them because of their wickedness. God's servant, and here we have a prophet, must come when he calls them, and must go where he sends them, and do what he bids them. That's a servant. Whatever appears to be the word of the Lord they must conscientiously do according to the word. And Jonah refuses to obey and tries to run away from the Lord to avoid his responsibilities to him. And we have seen what happened to him, he ends up in the belly of a big fish. In chapter 2 we saw last week that while inside the big fish, he repents and speaks to God, he asks for God's mercy, and God feels sorry for him and orders the big fish to vomit Jonah and to dry land. Hallelujah. It is amazing to see now what is happening in this story. God orders the wind and the sea to start a storm. God orders a big fish to swallow Jonah when he's thrown overboard by the sailors into the sea. Then God orders the wind to stop and the sea to calm down. And finally, God orders the big fish to vomit Jonah on dry land. And all these elements and creatures obey to his commands immediately. No questions asked. But man, through his own will and decision objects God's commands and doesn't obey. And now we are in chapter 3. And Jonah is free. Hallelujah! The Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. He's free. God has given him his life back. He has given him his liberty because of his good behavior. But he must again be put upon the trial. Whether he will follow the will of God or his own will. I'm sure God knew from the beginning that Jonah was going to refuse to do what he asked him to do. He knew that Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh even before he asked him. But now he says to him again. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. This is the second time. Remember it. There is always a second time. Maybe a third time. Surely God knew that Jonah was still not convinced a hundred percent of what he wanted him to do. But he sends him. He asks him to go. If we were cheated and betrayed by somebody, probably one that was close to us, we would never trust him again. We would never have confidence in that person, and let alone giving him his job back. And what? Had all the right to treat John accordingly and drop him. I had enough of you. I had enough of your disobedience. What good are you to me? I will send somebody else, Hmm. and maybe punish him. But no. The word of the Lord uh, comes to him again to show that when God forgives, He forgets, and whom He forgives, He gives a new heart and a new spirit. He restores them to their former state. The more we read into our story, the more we understand God's love and care, and we are encouraged in our walk with Him because we are all servants, aren't we, we are all called to follow him, to be disciples and as disciples we have to do what he tells us to do, amen. The second chance for Jonah, not punishment, whatever the mistake might have been however big the mistake. This is so much encouraging, so refreshing. You can do anything, but God has a very big heart, a very big love that can cover this big mistake, this big sin. But it is not just simply The second chance for Jonah. There is a need there, a need for Nineveh. They have a chance for repentance. They have a chance to hear God's message and make their mind up what they are going to do with their lives. Hallelujah. God never gives up despite disobedience, indifference, stubbornness. And Jonah, this time, hallelujah, agrees and goes to the great city, the capital of Assyria, to bring them God's message. We do not know exactly what Jonah said, the wording, the full message that he gave them, because God said, Proclaim to them the message I give you, so when you go there have your ears open, your attention to me and I will tell you exactly what you are going to do. So he goes and God gives him that message, we don't know exactly the wording, but we don't know also if Jonah was seen when the fish vomited him onto the beach and had witnesses testifying to the truth of his words which obviously would have made his message a bit more believable this guy you know he escaped from the fish's belly so pay attention to what he says it cannot be false it cannot be lying So, we don't know. But let us pay attention to the judgment of God and the wording of the sentence that God is passing on Nineveh, who are the guilty people. It's like they are in court and God is passing a sentence for their wickedness, for their bad behavior. For everything they have done, 40 more days an enemy in will be overturned, 40 days. Why God gives them 40 days? If they are guilty, if they have done something wrong which deserves punishment the judge would say okay you are going to prison for ten years, starting from today. The punishment has to be carried on straight away. Why God gives them forty days? Warning for God. Observe, as Kate said in her prayer, how slow, God is too rough. Despite their wickedness, which could have justified vengeance and deserved immediate punishment, he could have destroyed the whole city like he did with Sodom and Gomorrah. But God shall wait for 40 days. Why? Have you been listening to uh, court cases, to what judges say sometimes when they give their sentence to somebody? Quite a few times in the courts today we hear when the judge passes sentence and he's saying suspended sentence for one year. What does that mean? suspended for one year, meaning that the guilty person will remain free on condition he will repent and put himself right within this year and if at the end of the year he hasn't done anything wrong again, he is forgiven, he is free, there is no penalty to pay. Hallelujah! this is our judge, this is our God, our righteous judge who always gives a chance, the opportunity for forgiveness and freedom. I was going to say when I started reading journal that I put a title on journal 3. The second chance. And in every we read, listen to Jonah and believe that his message was from God. Again we said we don't know what exactly did he say to them. But they believed his word. Now Jonah, what shall we do now? Hmm. hmm. Jonah has a dilemma there. He never liked Nineveh to be forgiven. So he must have told them what to do, maybe unwillingly. And the answer is repent. And we read. In the story that they declare a fast and all of them all of them from the greatest to the least put on sackcloth. they showed remorse they were sad they felt you know they had this guilt guilty feeling that they realized they had to do something to change the situation so they repented from their wickedness and asked God to forgive them, hallelujah! and God did not bring upon them the punishment he had threatened, it says at the end of chapter 3 of course you have to wait and see what happens in chapter 4 next week, but all this happened as you have been saying from the beginning of the study of the book of Jonah. All because God never gives up and offers the second chance to everybody to all the nations, to all the races, to all the people, hallelujah. This is the God we believe, and this is the message that God has for us in the whole world, that there is always the second chance, the opportunity, so God Have mercy on us and help us to be more sensitive to our voice, to your voice and your call. Make us more obedient and caring. Thank you for your love, Father. And thank you for your word that you so carefully preserved for us. So, can read it today. Amen. For more information about Hardwick Evangelical Church, please click the website link in our bio.